Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Just Saying Football with Jack and Sean. I'm your host, Sean Gay, along with my partner, Jack Nicholas. We're here to bring you news, notes, weekly updates, and game analysis of your favorite teams from around the league. Now the chance, go check out our website, JustSayingFootball.com. Follow us on Instagram at JustSayingNoGWJS for article and video updates. And don't forget, check us out on Spotify and get us in your ears at Just Saying Football. Buddy, we are moving yep. into week 15. There's no bye weeks. Playoffs are becoming a little bit clearer. We suck in fantasy football. We're not in the the winning playoffs. We face each other in the losers bracket. Everyone, um, yeah, first year in a thing, long time. First year in a long time that we're facing each other in the losers bracket. Actually, I think it might be our first time ever meeting in the losers bracket. I know, and, and this is our main, you know, like league of record to use reference. And so, you know, it's a tough one, very competitive. We're usually on top, but yeah, week fifteen. Either you're loving it or hating it. Your team is either in the dumps or fighting for a playoff spot, especially if they're in the AFC right now. Um, you know, we got games on Saturdays because we got no college football until January 1st. So, I mean, Sean, do you want to kick it off? Because Saturday morning is going to be a pretty special one for you. Yeah, Saturday is a great day for me because at 1 o'clock we have my Minnesota Vikings making their way to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Bengals are favored in this one by minus 1.5, over under here of 40.5. The infamous 1.5 lines that we hate here means that the, in all of Vegas does not know what's going on. Nick Mullins will be starting for the Vikings. Alexander Madison and Brian O'Neill will be out in this one. So check your fantasy lineups if you got Madison in there. Yeah. No, I mean, this is um, definitely a fantasy-relevant game. You got Joe Mixon, Chase Higgins on one side. Um, you know, Tanner Hudson's kind of emerging a little bit for the Bengals. Um, I will take uh, the Bengals in this one just because last week Minnesota – um, I think they're going to get it right this week, and this will be a close game. Um, but the Bengals have been good at home this year, so I'm going to take them. Um, I know that probably opposes you, but I will say I think that, you know, if Je- Justin Jefferson is fully healthy, which he's expected to, uh, could be a great meeting of him and Jamar Chase this week. Yeah, we finally get to see them go at it, which will be a lot of fun. Um, you know, this is the fourth starting quarterback for the Vikings for the first time since 2013 when they did that. And those guys were Joe Webb, Christian Ponder, Josh Foreman or Freeman and Matt Castle. So, you know, it, it's Not been pretty. a weird year for us. But uh, Jake Brown, I got to give this guy a lot of compliments. He's been playing great the last two games. Over 75% of his passes completed, 629 yards, three to one touchdown intercept ratio, and two on the ground. But the Minnesota Vikings defense has shown that they've really improved from last year. This is now sort of uh, the lifeblood of what our team is. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to lock in the Vikings. This is going to be a good test for Jake Browning and this Bengals offense to see where they're at. I think Nick Mullins, um, you know, he's just going to get the ball out quicker. It's going to help us a little bit. Josh Jobs is, I think, relying on his legs too much sometimes. And he's now sadly demoted to emergency yeah. quarterback three. Jared Oof. Hall's going to be the backup. So it just goes to show how Two straight weeks. Yeah. Goes to show how quickly things can change in the NFL. All right, but let's move this along. So we got another Saturday game coming at you when the Pittsburgh Steelers make their way to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. Colts are favoring this one minus two and a half over under here of 39 and a half. Uh, how are you feeling about this one? Yeah, this is a pretty solid mid-Saturday game to AFC teams. Like I mentioned, AFC is super competitive right now. Give me the Colts at home. Um, I know that right now, um, you know, I've been preaching don't take the two and a half. So I always think the key really is 
Um, you know, the way that the Colts have been playing, you know, Michael Pittman right now it has the second most targets in the league right behind Keenan Allen. And, um, you know, we have really not been seeing uh, Steelers, you know, kind of close out games. We saw them on Thursday last week not be able to close it out and um, the comeback against the Patriots. So um, give me Indy right now. They're they're kind of a sneaky team in the AFC right now. Yeah, you know, both these teams are coming off of uh, tough losses, respectively. Uh, Steelers a little bit more brutal, arguably, than the Colts, considering that they were playing a pretty weak Patriots team. And then on fourth and two, Trubisky threw a deep bomb instead of dumping it off, um, which is always a little bit worrisome. Uh, I'm going to go with the Steelers, though, however. I think that there's been a lot of com- uh, conversation around Mike Tomlin. Big Ben was saying that this is the Steelers team uh, of old, uh, and that's not what you want to hear right now. I do yeah. think this is a get-right game for them. Uh, it's looking like Kenny Pickett might be returning for this game. That's still up in the air, which will obviously boosts them. I think the Steelers' defense is going to get it done this Saturday. I think that they know the team's going to rely on them. Mika Fitzpatrick, after the game, even said some words that he feels like the team isn't trying their hardest. So yeah. it's a get-right game for the Steelers. But this is a really 50-50 game to me. If anyone should have like a one-and-a-half line here, I think it's the Steelers-Colts game because both these defenses are hit and miss. Both these offenses are hit and miss sometimes. Yeah, I mean the Colts right now they they just have a weird you know thing with the division. They're right now in the wild card, so it's like I, I think that they have an opportunity to kind of build upon that. But you know the one thing with the Steelers that's worried me is just the losses to the Pats and the Cardinals back and forth. I've been a little nervous about that, but they definitely you know if anyone's going to get them right, it's going to be Mike Tomlin for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move us into our last game, and it's a Saturday night one. When the Denver Broncos make their way to Detroit to take on the Lions, Lions are favorites by minus four and a half, over under here 46 and a half. Denver currently one game behind Kansas City in the AFC West. Uh, they get this win and the and the Chiefs lose. They're, they'll be tied for that. They split the series this year. So there's a lot at stake for Denver. Detroit coming off of a weird loss to the Bears. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, and you know, like you said, like the Denver is is just so close right now to Kansas City that they can realistically kind of take this division. Um, you know, right now Detroit is two games ahead of Minnesota in their division, and I I think that you know this is like you said in the beginning, everything really comes down to um, you know, right now, you know, is the team going to be in or out? I do think that you know Denver has played well enough. The last couple of weeks to earn my trust. Um, they have beaten the Lions the last three times they played them. Um, you know, I, I I think that it really comes down here to um, you know they are you know on the road they are not um, you know not favored and I think that you know this could be like a big underdog pick this week. Yeah, I'm also going to go with Denver. Uh, I just think that uh, the way that Russell Wilson has improved. From last season, what we've been seeing late uh, lately going on, especially with his connection with Cortland Sutton, this is what we were all hoping for. He has ten touchdowns on the year. Seems like yeah. each week they're making a huge one. I still think that the Lions are going to comfortably win the NFC North. The Vikings' offense is really worrisome, especially for the long term. And at some point, they're going to play. You know, they still got to play Detroit twice, and they yeah. play the Packers one more time. So there, there's a way for the Lions here to like easily take some wins and then get off into the into winning the NFC North and getting home field advantage. But do you think Denver gets a surprise win right now? They they have a lot at stake here going up against the Lions uh, and a chance when the AFC West locking the playoff spot. So I, I'm looking at Russell Wilson and Sean Payton to rally the troops. 
Yeah, I like that. I like that. And, you know, it, it's weird because we weren't talking about Denver like this uh, a couple weeks ago, and we weren't talking about Detroit like this a couple weeks ago. Detroit's kind of trending downwards, Denver's upwards. So, you know, it's crazy time right now. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, let's move us into Sunday games. Let's jump right into our blowout category. Do the New York Jets make their way to Miami to take on the Dolphins? The Dolphins are favored in this one, minus 13 and a half, over under here of 40 and a half. Uh, we literally got to see the Jets drop a 30-burger yep. on Texans, and the Dolphins, meanwhile, gave up two touchdowns in the final thir- three minutes to a rookie quarterback. What are your thoughts about this game? Yeah, I mean, talk about a uh, team trending upwards and downwards. I mean, Miami, you know, they're at home. They're on the six-day week. I think that, you know, they are going to be expecting to hopefully have Tyree kill it 100% after the ankle injury last week. Um, I think that the, you know, real concern is, you know, can he do what he did at the end of the game where, you know, you saw some flashes of the route running, but, you know, he is so fast that, you know, an ankle is going to be a really tough way to kind of limit his game. Um, and I feel like the Jets are going to definitely take advantage of that. Um, I feel like Miami does slip this out, but I will say, I think 13 and a half is a little too um, ridiculous for what we saw last week. We saw Zach Wilson have one of his better games against what I would say is about fairly equal of a defense to Miami this week. Um, give me, you know, give me the Jets against the spread on that 13 and a half. Um, but, you know, the the real key is, you know, this divisional opponent, they're familiar, but I think Miami at home wins this one. Yeah, you know, I got to go opposite of you, and I, I don't love doing that, especially considering it's a Zach Wilson-led offense. But the there's some mystery about whether or not Tyreek Hill is going to be in on this one. Uh, that makes me worried just from an offensive standpoint of what the Dolphins will be able to do. We saw when he wasn't on the field against the Titans in the last few minutes. They really struggled to get the ball down there. And, you know, I've said it time and time again about this Jets defense, but it's really good. They got a playoff caliber yep. defense. It is a game that can keep you within 10 points. They can get the turnover when it needs to. And I think that with no Tyree kill in this one, potentially, there's a chance for the Jets here to come out with a pretty ugly win. But that's still a win. And in all this conversation of Aaron Rodgers coming back in the playoffs and et cetera, et cetera, yeah. you know, it, it begins to uh, kind of become a reality. The big question mark is just Zach Wilson. Can he build off of this game? You know, Kansas City, the few games following that just wasn't pretty at all. So he had a great game. There was the comment about what's the worst that can happen. I get benched. Now you got to just like build on that. If that's the mentality, great. Keep that mentality for each and every single game. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's the only way it seems like he's going to be able to win. He's going to be a hell of a backup QB one day, but I'll tell you one thing. We saw in person that he did a great job last week. Um, I like your pick. You know, this it, – 13 now, it seems like a weird trap game, uh, but, yeah, no, uh, Miami, I mean, they have to win this because Buffalo is getting hot right now on their tail. Yeah, it's not what they love to see. All right, let's move this right along. Uh, we've got the San Francisco 49ers making their way to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. San Francisco this by minus 13 and a half over under here of 45 and a half. I mean, I'm, I'm locking in San Francisco. It's not a debate there. They're the best team in football. Yeah. This might be a little bit closer. I'll take Arizona uh, against that spread, but I do think it's because it's going to be a garbage time touchdown to James yeah. Conner or Trey McBride <laughs> or something, you know, that then cuts it from 14 to seven or something yeah. like that, you know, or 17 I can see to that. 10. 
Well, the thing for me is really like, um, you know, like you said, it's really no argument when you look at it on paper because, you know, the Niners have one of the best, um, you know, defenses in the league right now, only giving up about 15 points a game, and Arizona's giving up about 25 and a half. So I expect to see all the weapons that San Francisco has, but they've been showing them off the last couple of weeks, man. They've just been blowing through teams, and I, I think that right now they are my favorites, you know, to win the NFC uh, like many, um, but I, I think that, you know, there's just another easy matchup in their road to the playoffs right now for their situation. Yep, I couldn't agree with you more. All right, let's move this right along into our meh. Or wait, no, I'm sorry. We got one more blowout here. When the Kansas City Chiefs make their way to New England and take on the Patriots, Kansas City is this by minus 10.5, over under here of 37.5. Really, really low score here that they project. What are your thoughts about this one? I have a hot take for fantasy football. Uh, I'll get into that in a second. Yeah, so, um, you know, this is going to be an interesting one. Uh, you know, Pat Mahomes versus, uh, um, you know, is it going to be Mac Jones or is it going to be Bailey Zappi? It's probably going to be Bailey Zappi. Um, you know, New England, obviously not the season that they had been hoping for. Um, you know, but right now it's looking like, you know, Bill Belichick is about to part ways with New England. I got to say a lot of people think that they're just probably going to tank. I say they're probably going to go out with a bang. I think they're going to cover this 10 and a half, but I do like KC to win overall. Um, little uh, record watch, just one thing, like a little milestone watch. If Kelsey gets six catches in this game, it'll get to catch 900, which is pretty crazy. It's pretty impressive. Some say he's the best tight end. I still lean towards Tony Gonzalez personally, but it's not what we're here to argue about, okay? <laughs> Uh, first thing I want to say is I am worried about this Chiefs team for the long term of this season, not for the long term, meaning the next eight <laughs> years of Mahomes' contract. Um, but right now, we just haven't seen, you know, I keep saying there has to be someone that steps up. There has to be someone that steps up. Murphy Rice last two weeks has been that guy, uh, eight for 107 and one against Vegas, uh, eight for 64 against Green Bay, seven for 72 and one against Buffalo. Problem is that they're not winning. They're two for three in their last ones. We just saw them drop two games. Um, and I do think that Bill Belichick can create a way that's going to make Mahomes uncomfortable. I do think that Kansas City is going to walk away with the win. My hot take for fantasy, as I mentioned at the top of this, is that I personally would not start Mahomes this weekend. And I am not going to start Patrick Mahomes this weekend uh, in fantasy football. Against Jack, I have Matthew <laughs> Stafford. And I'm fine with Davis, that. And I picked him up. Uh, Matthew Stafford and the Rams, we'll get into this later on, are playing Washington, which is a very favorable defense to give up the most yards. And I think that Bill Belichick is going to game plan around Patrick Mahomes and make things uncomfortable, so it needs to be a big Isaiah Pacheco game. Uh, but yeah, that's <laughs> it. I'm, I'm worried about Kansas City uh, for the rest of the season. I'm not taking them as AFC favorites right now. I'm looking at Baltimore, quite honestly, uh, to win yeah. that. But I like that know, too. It is what it is. They've, they've been on the receiving end of some bad calls this year in Kansas City and some correct calls, albeit maybe questionable timing. <laughs> um, you know, he was standing off sides for quite some time, 100%, but yeah. it's not often that they let a touchdown happen and then they're like, for oh, 11 seconds. Outside. And they're yeah, like, wait, we know. didn't throw the flag for the offensive. We're not getting into that. <laughs> but it's KC to win, and it's going to be, like Sean says, probably going to be a little more slugfest of a game than we expect. Exactly. All right, so let's move this into our Mac category. So we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers making their way to Green Bay to take the, on the Packers. Green Bay is favored in this one, minus three and a half, over under here of 43. Packers had a really tough loss against the Giants on Monday. 
Jack was hype about that. Not tough. Heck yeah, baby. Uh, it's all but they're currently seventh in the NFC. They're still in the playoffs right now. Yeah, well, every, it feels like everybody in the AFC I mentioned at the top of the show is, like, tied together. The divisions are tight. The NFC, it's like the last two seeds is really where the key is. Um, you know, right now you said they're currently the seventh seed. But also there are teams like the Giants who are 5-8, and eight, only about a game behind them or two games behind them, that are also gunning for the wild card spot. So everybody right now in the NFC is kind of in it, unless you're the Panthers um, or maybe the Cardinals after this week. But I will say um, the, Panther, uh, the, the Buccaneers right now, I don't know if anyone's seen all the memes, but they're about to host a playoff game if they win their division, and they may not even have a winning record with all this madness going on. So no I'm actually – no one – yeah, maybe nobody, but somebody has to host that game. <laughs> and the crazy thing is I'm going to take the Bucks. I like the Packers, but they have not been the same without Aaron Jones for me and without Christian Watson. Last week, you saw them having to opt in when they were up to the Giants to Jaden Reed's uh, sweeps. And as great as that looked for him, it really wound up just hurting their game plan and their flow of the game. Um, They're at home, which is good. You know, it's December. You don't want a Florida team going up to Wisconsin to play football. It's going to be tough. But I do think the Bucs get it done this week at Ricard White going and Mike Evans. Give me the Bucs. Uh, I think they're underdogs too. So I will literally tie that with Denver as like my two, uh, as, you know, both of our underdog picks of this week. And and for sure, you know, that's that's cash right there. Awesome. Yeah, I love that. I'm also going to go with the Buccaneers. I'm a little bit worried about the Packers. Like you said, the Aaron Jones injuries the Christian uh, and the Christian Watson injuries have been brutal for them all season. And the defense has not been what many thought it was going to be this season. Uh, I think Tampa Bay is getting hot, hot arbitrarily. You know, <laughs> but at the right time right now, um, I think that their defense can cause enough problems for Jordan Love to make him mm-hmm. make mistakes. Uh, yeah. We saw what the Giants did last week. You know, there was I felt like I'm watching the fourth quarter of that game in New York. I felt like every drive at one point, the Packers were within the 30 and the Giants just didn't give in. They made Jordan Love uncomfortable. They pushed him back. and It was great. So I think the Buccaneers yeah. did something similar to that and they will. Uh, and that's the thing, too. I mean, you have Mike Evans on one side, who's the ultimate red zone threat, and then you have the Packers, who went like one for five in their red zones last week and had to settle for field goals. You know, that that seems a little too too fun and easy for me. Yeah. All right. Let's move this into our next game, because we got your New York Giants making the way to New Orleans to take on the Saints. New Orleans are in this by minus five and a half, over under here of 36 and a half. Tommy Cutlets continues to be the legend of New York. Don't uh, call it a Jerry. fluke. Don't call it a fluke. <laughs> it's coming. Three straight, baby. <laughs> How are you feeling about this one? I'm feeling good, man. You know, a couple of weeks ago on the show, I was obviously devastated with, obviously, you know, just where the season was looking like it was going to go. Um, it was looking like full-on tank season. But now you get to go into New Orleans, where we played a couple of years ago with around the same kind of court of the team. We won in overtime. This is obviously different teams. But New Orleans, I think right now, they're a little banged up, and that could be an advantage for the Giants. I think the New Orleans 5.5 is a little bit nuts. Um, I, right now, the reason that really is is because the Giants, their offense statistically is not well-respected. They have the lowest 
passing, um, you know, the lowest uh, passing yards per game, the second lowest points per game. But they've they've won three straight, and they are one out of the wild card. Um, there's no way they're going to get in, you know, by the division with the Eagles and Dallas playing the way that they are. But give me the Giants, um, underdogs this week going on the road. Um, we saw the fight we needed out of the Giants defense last week. We haven't really seen that out of New Orleans um, the past few weeks, and that could be a really big advantage for Tommy DeVito. So uh, big shout-out to him, too. You know, came out of nowhere, kid just playing his ass off. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, buddy, but I, I'm going with New Orleans in this one. We were ta- You just talked about the NFC South in the last uh, block. You know, the Saints are right there. They might not have a winning record by the end of the season, but they have a chance to host a playoff game. And there's yeah. a slew of talent on the offensive side of the ball still. And the one thing that I am worried about is that the last few weeks, you know, the Giants have gotten to play Washington, Green Bay, and the Patriots. Not the yeah. best defense of talent. I know that the Saints aren't necessarily sexy, but they have a pretty solid pass rush. This defense has been known to disrupt. Um, it's going to be a huge test for Tommy DeVito. I'd love to see them win it. Uh, I, just, I like the Saints in the Dome right now. I think that's gonna but he's not going players. with it. <laughs> the edges are going to need him. Sorry. I'm so sorry, buddy. But I do love everything that he is doing there. Let's keep this moving along. So we have an AFC South matchup when the Houston Texans make their way to Tennessee, take on the Titans. Houston is favored in this one, minus three and a half, an over-under here of 43. Um, CJ Stroud is still questionable. He didn't practice on Wednesday. Uh, still in the concussion protocol as of now. Uh, I'm going to lock in the Tennessee Titans, especially with no Stroud. We saw last week what happened with no Tank Dell. Said I said on the show it was going to be a huge test for them to see what they can do. He doesn't have yeah. his wide receiver one. He had to go up against a tough defense uh, in the Jets in the very first uh, approach on that. But I just think that the Tennessee Titans were playing lights out last week. Now they get to go home. They're going to be facing Davis Mills. It, all the stars are aligning for Tennessee to, to get a win. Yeah, and I mean, Tennessee, man, they started 2-7. and seven, And, uh, you know, ever since then, we've been talking about them every week. It's like the most bipolar team in the NFL, really, where we're looking at one side of them having a great game. And, you know, it could be in last week where it's a low-scoring game. You keep a team like Miami low-scoring. But also, we have the, the, the games where, you know, they actually score, and they've been doing really well. Um, you know, we mentioned it. Uh, you mentioned at the beginning of the show, you know, they had a three-minute uh, comeback last Last week against Miami, um, unreal. You know that's just one thing that you know we why we watch football for sure. Um, Tennessee at home in December um, for sure with no Stroud and Nico Collins a little banged up. Even we saw it last week when we were at the game at the Texans Jets. We saw when Nico went out how there was no identity to the offense and there was no identity less identity when Tank got her. I got to say, the Titans, they're kind of the opposite. DeAndre Hopkins and Will Levis is looking like a real connection. I'll, I'll ride Tennessee with you, no problem. Yep, absolutely. All right, I love it. Let's keep us moving along through the Atlanta Falcons, making their way to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Falcons for this one, minus three, over under here of 35 and a half. Again, I'm talking about that NFC South. It's just yeah. not pretty. What are your thoughts about this one? So NFC South, um, you know, not great. Give me the Falcons, no worries. I think that the Panthers right now, they're – they're tanking without a cause. They got no first-round pick. They got one win on the season. Um, I think this is a big game for, you know, what we've been seeing from Drake London. Love him, somebody to watch. But, you know, give me the Falcons straight up. I'll, I'll take him by three, but I would stay away from this game. Uh, I'm just going to go opposite of you on this one. I'm going to go Carolina. Look, <laughs> oh, damn. Underdog pick week for Shadi. 
why not spoil, you know, a chance for a division opponent to make the playoffs? You know, they they get this win here. It's only two games. They don't got a first rounder. It's ultimately meaningless, but it builds some confidence. You get to ruin a play. You're at home. You know, why not? Why not, Carolina? Let's, let's have the upset of the week right in this one. Carolina gets their second win. Bryce Young gets the second win of his career. Um, we're going to keep us moving along to the Chicago Bears making their way to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Browns are favoring this one minus three over under here of 37. Uh, Joe Flacco did sign a one-year deal with the Cleveland this week. He will be with them for the rest of the season. After Monday, he got reverted back to the practice squad. That's how it works. Um, so they'll be rocking with him, and they got a huge, huge win last week. I'm, I'm riding the Browns in this one. The Bears have two great wins uh, against the Vikings and uh, the Lions. So I think the Browns have a really, really good defense. They've been top 10 in major in all major statistical categories. Uh, and, you know, Lions have a struggling defense, quite honestly. And I think this is a chance for the Browns to showcase what we can do offensively and defensively. Yeah, the Browns so banged up this year. Um, Chicago, obviously, didn't have Justin Fields there for a little bit. Him and DJ Moore are looking like a good connection right now. Um, forever who is throwing to DJ Moore next year. Just take note for that. And, uh, you know, I think the key really is, uh, like you said, the Browns, you know, they're 8-5 and five right now. They got nothing to lose. Uh, Baltimore is looking like they could take this division unless there's some turnover in the next couple of weeks. But the Browns, they're riding with Flacco, and he's he's looking great, man. I'll take them at home all day. Yeah, you can't complain on this. Just to give him some credit, look, 55% of his passes completed, but 565 yards, five touchdowns, two interceptions, and two games getting called up. Um, he's managing their offense, and that's what they're asking him to do, and that's all he's going to need to do with the defense that they have. So I yeah. like it. Let's throw this in to our last game in the meh category when the Washington Commanders make their way to L.A. to take on the Rams. Rams frame this by minus six, over under here of 46 and a half. Uh, Rams have been looking good. They had a tough break against the Ravens on special teams. So, I mean, they put up 30-plus points against the top-ranked defense. Uh, how are you feeling? Yeah, it came down to the wire last week. We were watching it on the Jumbotron. It's like crazy, you know, Rams-Ravens game last week. I think that, you know, now L.A., they got to go back home, and um, the commander is very favorable. Um, Sean mentioned Stafford is like his big QB stream of this week for fantasy. Um, great matchup at home. I think that, you know, Washington, they're not great, man. They they just, I feel like they just passed. And uh, right now, if anyone's interested, Sam Howell has been sacked 58 times, still leading the league uh, by a mile. Um, you know, this is continuous. And when you have a guy like Aaron Donald, who you have to deal with all day, that is, you know, just fresh meat for him, man. I think that, you know, there's no way. I don't want to say there's no way, but I'm saying this is minus six. And we have this in our Met, and I just want to emphasize this is a game that could be close if the Rams are doing bad, but they their fate is in their own hands right now. They, I, I fully am a believer the Rams are going to make the playoffs and, and mess someone's season up this year. I, I'm a full, a full believer in that. No, I not. like that, and I love that. I'm also locked in the Rams, like you said, 58 sacks for Sam Howell. It's going to be so a- many. <laughs> Aaron Donald field day. They're letting up over 30 points a game, including 25 plus points their last four games. Puka, Nakua, and Cooper Cup had a great games last week. Like it, it just all worked for them. I expect Kieran Williams to have a great one. Let's just move right into our games of the week. So we don't need to talk about that one anymore. Um, we, got some good ones. we have a great one. We'll start off with the Dallas Cowboys making their way to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Buffalo's serving this by minus one and a half over under here of 49. Um, 
I think it's only minus one and a half because it's in Buffalo. You know? Don't be cool. In, yeah, if this was in Dallas, I'm pretty sure they would be favored by probably at least minus three. So how are you feeling on this one? Yeah, in Buffalo, uh, tough place to play this season. The Bills have been playing great. Josh Allen, 10 touchdowns on the season. Um, right now, he's uh, joins Cam and Kyler as the third player ever to have a season with 25 and 10, which I feel like is is going to join. More people will join that list the way that they're you know happening. But he's also you know leading the NFL in interceptions right now. He has seven straight weeks with an interception. I believe it's seven. I I, I believe it's not eight now, but I mean. That is not going to fly against a Dallas defense that has been absolutely dominant when they need to in a good matchup. You know, we were talking about earlier this season how some teams take advantage of bad teams. Dallas, over the last couple of weeks, has taken advantage of some really good teams. So um, I think that this is a, a big bounce back for them. But I'm expecting a lot of passing yards. Like, I will... I will bet that even in the cold, both these guys are flying. I think that's why it's at 49. Um, you know, Diggs and CD, this is another. We talked about A.J. Brown CD last week. It's like every week CD is a premier receiver, and he lines up, and the other team's got a, a premier receiver. So I'm expecting a lot of points. This is a, probably the most fantasy-relevant game of the week as we've been looking at it all the way through. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of people are going to be having some stars in this one. I'm locking in Dallas. I just think. Their offense is playing great, but more importantly, their defense I trust more than the Bills' defense to make a turnover. Uh, yeah. sad we're not going to see the Diggs versus Diggs matchup in this one. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that just oh, would have been great. Don't remind me. <laughs> would have been great to have seen. Uh, but I, I like what they've been doing. I do think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I'll take the over on 49. I think that both these teams could drop 30 on each other, um, even in the cold. Uh, but I do think Dallas walks away. Again, I just trust that defense. You know, Micah Parsons getting a strip sack just sounds so real to me. Uh, yeah. It would surprise me. And right now, I mean, they're both top five offenses, but at the end of the day, Dallas is the best scoring team in the whole league, 32 and a half. So I will ride that with you. I think at Dallas understands that they still have a chance to take out Philadelphia and get that number one or two seed in the NFC, and that's really what they've been gunning for. Um I, I, like you said, it really comes down to the defense when it gets to December, when it's these good teams facing off. Um, I, I trust Micah Parsons and, and the group to get everything done. Um, but let's let's go Cowboys, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I know. Weird, weird for both of us to say that. All right. Let's move us into our last game of the week. So we got an AFC matchup when the Baltimore Ravens made their way to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. Baltimore service by minus six and a half over under here at 39. Uh, could maybe be in the vlog category. Could even be in the med category. These are just two solid AFC teams. Uh, how are you feeling about this one? Yeah, I feel like this is a definitely, like you said, just solid, you know, definitely a possible uh, AFC matchup right now. Um, you know, looking at, you know, the Ravens, they've won three out of their last five. They have been consistently, um, you know, a runner for the AFC right now as a whole, as well as their division, which is pretty tight. And, you know, they've gotten a couple of, you know, breaks here and there with all the other guys getting hurt, but I don't discredit their team at all. They have one of the best rushing offenses right now, 157 uh, yards a game, and that's going to be a problem for Jacksonville. When Jacksonville has faced good rushing games this year, it's been tough. Uh, that's why Baltimore is favored at six and a half. However, 
if Trevor Lawrence is in this game, we have seen the last few weeks they've been progressing towards what we saw at the end of the season last year for Jacksonville. Once they get it right and they have all these weapons clicking, it's a really special thing, and they're able to do some really cool stuff. Um, the, the Ravens, though, I got to say, I mean, they are the fourth-best scoring offense, so you're going to need those Jacksonville guys to click. Um, that's why I'll go with the Ravens. I, I see a big night for Gus Edwards. Um, or, you know, I, I can also see a big night for Zay Flowers. Lamar is going to have to use his two best weapons as they start getting into these, like, crucial last few weeks. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. Um, I think it was tough for Trevor Lawrence to start last week, especially against the Browns team. Now he does have yeah. to face Baltimore. But I think a little bit more time to rest uh, bodes well for them. I think the offense of Jacksonville can also put up some points against Baltimore. We saw – Last week, Pugunakua and Cooper Cup just kind of tear them apart. They did a lot uh, in that regard. So Jackson will try to have to yeah. copy that and really get um, Calvin Ridley going. And yeah. I do expect a big game from Evan Ingram. But ultimately, I like Baltimore in this one. I think that they're, they're the number one seed right now for a reason. They're playing great offensively. They're playing great defensively. Lamar's throwing the ball downfield. They're making big plays happen. Uh, it, everything's going well for them right now. It'd be really fun to have been at one of their games this season. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll still take the Lamar Jackson MVP we'll season when we saw him. Uh, we'll definitely keep an eye out. But we'll have to see them next time they play Jacksonville from the pool. <laughs> oh yeah, I, that's what I honestly really want. Not, not be in the cold weather, especially this late, which I'm sure Baltimore is happy about right now. But that's all the time that we have. <laughs> Thank you everyone for tuning in. Thank you everyone for listening. There's a lot of good games uh, this weekend when it comes to fantasy. <laughs> yeah, week 15, first round of fantasy playoffs. Get ready. Saturday and Sunday and Monday football coming at you this week. And uh, Philly Seahawks is that Monday's game, so keep an eye out for us. We'll get some reels out for you. Um, Remember, YouTube, Just Saying Football. Um, We got Spotify, Just Saying Football. Get us in your ears. And Just Saying with no G, WJS on Instagram for all your updates for when we post our videos. Appreciate it, and enjoy the games. Enjoy. Enjoy.